Wow. I, I really wanted to do them all, but I ran out of time. I'll do them later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listeners, if you aren't watching at this very moment, which obviously not everybody does, Melanie is wearing our famous shirt um, where it's just a bunch of our faces on her shirt and she has little Christmas hats on her faces. <laughs> genius. You're genius. Well, they're stuck there forever because I used fabric glue. I'm hoping it's dried and not sticking to my chest. <laughs> oh, is that why you're running late? Yes. Yes, I am running late because I stopped to glue Christmas hats on our podcast shirt yes I am beautiful (laughs) well worth it well worth it oh my gosh Melanie (laughs) (laughs) it's so stupid (laughs) well and it just tops it off that you have the hat on I know and and the hat I mean it really (laughs) it's really up there like it like I can't even see the tip of it oh (laughs) just giving oh wait are there elves are there elf ears too the they're Christmas koalas. Just no, I, on the side of your hat. Oh, are those elf? elf ears. Oh. Cause I am elf. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Stunning. <laughs> Amazing. Also the elf hat was not optional because I was like, oh yeah, I might try the elf hat. Then I saw how the elf hat looked on me and it's a choice. But if you see my hair under it, I was out of choices. So we went with the elf hat. <laughs> you know what? It makes the whole look though. Like it just, it wouldn't be the same without the elf hat for sure. I'm just well... a sexy little door loving elf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's. Okay, well, welcome to the show, everyone. This is a special show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our end of the year Christmas ho, ho, ho extravaganza yeah um melanie and i had to get on because just for so many reasons (laughs) there's just so many i don't even know where where do you want to start melanie um also warning this will probably be an explicit episode yes it's not just for fun the explicit marking this time like i know a few naughty fucks slip in now and then but today we'll be talking about actual fucks (laughs) Lots and lots and lots. I'll, I'll start by saying that Kelly Escobar and Rocky are to blame for bringing my attention to this book, Unhinged. When I was on their podcast, the Not Writing Advice podcast, when I was on uh, chatting with them, and I think Kelly has clocked that I have like this, you know, 13-year-old boy sense of humor. So she was saying that because she heard us talking about Ice Planet Barbarians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think she was like, you girls need to read this book unhinged and discuss it on the podcast. And I kind of forgot about it. And then the other night I couldn't sleep and I find like badly written romance novels like perfect for just putting me to sleep because I'm like not super invested. (laughs) So I downloaded it. It's a, it's a, for those who are not familiar with the genre, it is a door erotica novel. Yes. Yes. No, you didn't, you didn't mishear that. She said door, D-O-O-R, door erotica. Yeah. Door erotica. So obviously I had to uh, tell Angela about it and um, she's been reading. 
She's been yeah. reading. I am very keen to hear your notes because I hear you're taking notes. I I took notes, Melanie. <laughs> I okay, so yeah, I listened to it on audiobook and um uh, and I was I was kind of cracking up at myself because and I posted about it today. Um I was doing like a happy little snowman puzzle as I'm listening to this like this fucking door erotica. So I'm just like, Merry Christmas, do 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 and then like then bam <laughs> literally <laughs> yes ba -bo boom baby um so I just finished it actually right before we got on and I was listening to the last like 20 minutes with my partner and he was shocked his world has been rocked he has never <laughs> he did not know this was a thing he did not know um that so many so many, so many words can be used. <laughs> How many times like talk was talk. mentioned? Um, so yeah, so we just finished. I also, um, I have to say like as kind of a newbie to the actual genre, since we're throwing actual words out there, I was personally shocked by the choice of the word cunt. <laughs> yes, my, yes. That's what Armando was like, man, this is vulgar. Like he yeah. was aghast and he, nothing gets him, <laughs> nothing. Like he is ready for everything. And he was over there shocked. <laughs> I love that you played um, it to him because I also played it to Phil in the car so he would know what I was on about. And yeah, he he visibly he visibly moved his body when, when those parts came up. Because I was like, I've told him about bookish, Kishi Radhika and the genre but I think yeah. hearing it hearing it is quite something else <laughs> yeah 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 I think that's it I, and it's like and hearing it out loud with others is, is yeah. something altogether even more um so we all enjoyed this experience together <laughs> um we did yes baby so so yeah I have notes I have tell notes me now. I want to hear it all okay so it starts out with with the trigger warnings, <laughs> and <clears throat> all I put was trigger warning, wood putty use. I, what? Why? Why was it needed? Was it a joke? I also I also laughed at that. Yeah, but there was wood putty use at the very end. There was um, wood putty. Use. Yeah, you know. Spoiler alert: the door gets shot. At <laughs> <laughs> I have chest pain from laughing so hard. Yeah. Okay. Chapter one. Here's my first. Okay. Initial... I'm ready. I've got drinks okay. and snacks. I'm ready. Chapter one. Here's what I wrote. Shut the fuck up. That's what I wrote. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. That's what I wrote. Uh, it's in the door's perspective. Shut the fuck up. I wasn't ready. Oh, you weren't ready. I had no, no, I, I went into this, had no idea. I thought like, um. I thought it was like a girl falling in love with a, a door. I didn't realize, no, this, this door, spoiler alert, please. If like, you don't, if you want to read this and you don't want us to spoil it, like, please fast forward. Um, listen to this ep I advise you listen to this episode after reading if yeah. you plan to because it's going to be full of spoilers <laughs> yes yes if yes please um okay I didn't I yeah I had no idea it was going to be from his perspective yeah okay 
And within like, I don't know, the first chapter or two, his deadbolt swells. His oh. deadbolt it's swells. It was okay. swell. <laughs> his deadbolt, like it swells. All right. Um, okay. okay. I was not so, sure what your notes were going to be, but I am living. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Here's the premise, right? So he's a door. All right. But he's yeah. not just a door. He's a sentient being. He is of an ancient druid bloodline. Like yeah. his father screwed a tree, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I think I got that his father was Zeus, okay. right? Oh, okay. Okay. That's where the Greek stuff came along. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So, so he's a, so he, is a tree and then he gets cut down but he's a sentient being so he's like watching this beautiful girl in her apartment and he's like wow look at this babe look at her Rome and but then he sees <laughs> <laughs> but he sees this there's danger lurking okay there's also oh. like there's an undercurrent of really terrible yes humanity in this as well in this Agreed. like two hour audiobook right like there's some really dark terrible themes so he he notices that a girl has gone missing and that the manager of the apartment complex basically has taken her and and, and killed her so he's gotta <clears throat> he's gotta protect tana her name tana. is tana um in chapter four it says tana was in danger and I was more than a door, you know, like he, he <laughs> needed to be more. <laughs> so I just spat, I just spat across the room. <laughs> so in, cha in chapter five, right. He finds her in a dream. Correct. And he tells her they need to make love so he mm. could turn into a real boy. So Correct. we can protect her. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is giving me like Pinocchio vibes. This is giving me like Princess and the Frog vibes. He told her, Tana, you, yeah. I'm a door, okay? I love you, but I'm a door. You're in danger. You need to, you need to, to get to my doorknob. <laughs> Tana, you got to get to my doorknob, okay? And you got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming but you're still not ready when it happens right like no i i thought maybe they'd be shagging in the dream you know like yeah. it was an easy way out but no i think the i mean let's not fetish shame maybe it's somebody's thing a nice hey. handsome doorknob oh my gosh we walked past the one oh, no. day and it had like ribbing on it and oh, my husband, who's now in on the joke was like oh ribbed for her pleasure <laughs> I've, I've honestly it's changed the way <laughs> I look at doors because I, I've been walk I have I too have been walking around and just looking at doorknobs thinking like yeah what? how which yes that's why right that's where yeah. the question comes from. Which one she, yeah. worked for this? Yeah, yeah. she has to. She has to screw the door to She's make screw the door him human. To make um, him human. Yeah. yeah. And so, how did you feel about so, that? <laughs> so, okay. So, 
Okay, well then let me gather my thoughts. Gather, so you, she, gather yourself. <laughs> she's gathering my thoughts. She wakes up from the dream and she's like, wow, that was... A, okay, she goes, wow, like that was a strange <laughs> dream. But what if, you know, just what if that dream was... What if that dream really meant something? I should... I should have sex with my door just in case, you know, just in case. Okay, but she forgot. She goes out for groceries and she comes home and her panties are on the floor and they weren't there before. So now that makes her kind of like what it, that's what triggers her. Because before that she is like, you know what? And I've got to, I don't know how you felt. You may judge me for this choice. I felt like in spite of how ludicrous it was and how I have not laughed so hard in any book, but don't you feel like the author still did all the things? Like there was a big plot. There was like the hook. I was so engaged in the story. I was like, for fuck's sake, it is actually, in my opinion, doing all the things a good book does. 100 billion percent. (laughs) The author, she did it. Like she, she gave us high stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, well, I mean, she's got to screw this door. Yeah. Or, or she, you know, she's in danger. He's going to protect She's in her. danger. She has to. <laughs> and Tana, Tana woke up and she saw the undies when she came back and she thought, you know what? I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to have sex with my door. <laughs> and so, and you know, Tana, Tana likes to be clean, right? So she does like clean, to be clean. <laughs> she likes to be clean. So she she cleans the knob. Not only that, she puts a condom she on the doorknob. Because hey, you just never know, you know. She's like, I've had like yeast infections. I'm not, <laughs> you know. I gotta be careful, right? And on the off chance she didn't want to accidentally be impregnated with little door children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I gotta I mean, give it to splinters, Tana. splinters giving yeah. birth. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Tana finds a way, but remember, like we're in, we're in the door's thought process. Okay. (laughs) So in chapter six, he says, if I hadn't already been made of wood, I'd be stiff as a board at the site. Okay. So chapter seven, I'm in chapter seven now, Melanie. (laughs) And I and I just wrote, yeah, okay. She polishes his knob, and she's thinking, "Wow!" Like <laughs> she's thinking, "Wow, how am I gonna take this?" <laughs> and then and then I put I put okay. She's really talking to the door. She starts talking to him. She's like, "Oh, haha!" Like and she's giggling. She's like flirting with the door a little bit. Um, and I just I just in all caps put she puts a condom on him. Because germs, and then I all caps again. Oh my fucking god! There's sound effects. The Shut sound- the f up. There's sound effects. No, 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 no. <laughs> because there is fucking sound effects. There is wooden creaking sound effects. Slamming, uh, banging, yes. banging, if you will. <laughs> and I also you missed that she actually she tries to ask him to make sure it's consensual she's like wiggle wiggle in your frame if it's not okay and he's very careful to stay still because he wants this as much as she does 
<laughs> oh, he wants her. He wants it bad. He wants it bad. And she mm-hmm. finds she finds a way <laughs> to make it work. And I still my brain the Ottoman. The Ottoman. <laughs> yeah, explain, Melanie. Please explain. Explain the Ottoman. Well, as tell I us, tell us how it works. She dragged the Ottoman over and then with sufficient lubricant because she didn't want to end up in the ER. <laughs> she backed no, she turned on how explicit do you want? She turned on her back and she glowed up against is that not what you got it was a bit complicated how they explained it was complicated it was complicated but I remember like a I remember specifically at one point the narrator said pop popped into (laughs) did say pop (laughs) and I was concerned and I was like do you have enough lubricant Tana (laughs) Tana I don't know if there's enough lubricant in the world Tana no, because it was a prominent doorknob, Angela. It was a very prominent doorknob. <laughs> but she liked it. Tana liked it. She really liked it. And then she she finishes and she goes. <laughs> and she, I love she like skirting around so much, and you're like, and then she finishes. <laughs> Hannah finishes guys and she looks at the door and it's still a door and she goes oh maybe I'm just it maybe I'm just kinky (laughs) and then poof the door becomes a real boy (laughs) yes he does yes he does is there anything you'd like to add at this point Melanie Uh, I the only thing that really amused me that was not there was how the door was made and i as i understood it it was because his father zeus saw an enchanting shaped knot hole (laughs) on a tree and i was like typical boy (laughs) it's just like for fuck's sake boys (laughs) that's probably based on facts that is facts i'm sorry but like i read that and i was like for fuck's sake men should not have been given penises end of discussion (laughs) why was that the easiest thing to believe in this whole story was like (laughs) yeah zeus probably just fucked a tree and now we've got little tree babies everywhere of course that was just facts that wasn't even fiction (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing I, it is amazing. And uh, who, those who ever read it, do not skip the trigger warnings. They were my, f- I was like rolling yeah. on the floor laughing. Okay, not actually, but I was, <laughs> I was laughing very hard. And, <sighs> and there's like a little note from the author. And he says, oh, the dedication slayed me. It was something like, this one is for the reader mm-hmm. that tells me they, they use um, control F to search for fuck in the book. How many times yeah. it appears he's like shine bright you slutty diamond or something yes like, yes yes the author knows their audience 100%. they do and i was sucked in um okay so so doorman becomes a door <laughs> and now there's no door right because he he's not there to be the door so so um Yes, read the rest of your notes. Okay. 
So I'm like, chapter nine, they need to buy a new door. <laughs> That's your so- note. They need to buy a new door. How is that your note? Okay, but hold, I'm just I'm just going with what's happening, okay? So he, he they order a door and somehow it gets delivered like real quick, right? Yeah, but Amazon Prime be like that. Yeah, Amazon yeah, Prime, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, oh, while they're waiting, they like just watch a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this for real? And and I'm I'm pretty sure some kinky stuff happens. I'm pretty sure I can't remember. They go shopping. They go shopping and everyone's lusting after him because he's so hot. He's so so hot. hot. And she's immediately attracted to him as well. And she's like, she's very like, oh, like he's my puppy dog. And like, I'm going to (laughs) dominate. She, the girl knows what she wants. She knows. I appreciated that. I do. I do. But at the store, I don't know if you caught that little comment. But as he was leaving, he grabs a fucking job application. Did you remember that? No, I didn't. Are you serious? I missed it's that. Like, it's like one line where he's like, well, I've got to, you know, if I'm going to remain a man, I've got to bring home money. So he gets a job application. Um, okay. And then, oh, while they're building the door, <laughs> Melanie, she uses pink girly tools, you know, to measure the doorway. You know I how, did. like, you know, like, Sometimes as a gift, you'll get like a little toolbox and it's all cute, girly, you know, like tape measure. Okay. Well, we like at our like hardware stores, like for girls, they sell like bags of tools and it's all pink and cute. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) And, and she mentions how it, she said that shit is expensive. It's a pink tax because anything that's pink, it gets taxed a little bit more because the girls like a little razzle dazzle, you know? And and he says, why should you pay more for smaller, flimsy things? Because you're a woman. That seems silly to me, he says. And man, that rocks her world. She says, wow, <laughs> this guy gets it. This guy gets it. Like, fuck pink tax. The door gets it. Doorman understands what it's like to be a woman in this world. He's been watching. We don't need pink, flimsy things. No. He's sensitive to the needs of women. You know what I mean? um okay oh okay okay she's so while oh there's they're watching a show or something and she goes what should I call you you know I can't I certainly (laughs) can't just call you door guy and and he goes you know and then they're talking she goes oh I'll name you Idris or Aris or whatever and he goes what's that and she goes it's it's named after my favorite actor Idris Elba Elba and I was like, what a random ass thing. Like, what? It's I like- missed that too. Oh, I yeah. I missed that too. Driss. I thought it Driss. was an odd name. Yeah. It was named after Idris Elba, who's an actor. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why? Um, so, yeah, that, that caught my attention. <laughs> um, oh, and then when the door is up, Driss is looking at the that door, the new door. Yeah. And he's a little jealous because he's thinking... This bitch is kinky. What, what if she, she gets tired of me? You also just reminded me that, like, when he transforms into human, it's like the doorknob is actually his thing thing. <laughs> like, it was, they make particular attention to detail that he's like thinking about the differences between 
<laughs> between his dwarf form and his human form. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's I I I wish I had like a, a physical copy so I could highlight. You know, just <laughs> I would I would just. What go was back your and favorite part? <laughs> should so be. That might be the wrong question. <laughs> okay, okay. Chapter twelve. I said the sound effects. I said the sound effects make me uncomfortable, and they really did. I'm not gonna lie; they made me feel a little weird. Um, <clears throat> but my favorite part had to have been that he he got a job application. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was. <laughs> But it's you know, my favorite part now too, and I completely missed it in the original. Yeah. Okay. So he's a door, right? Oh. And then the bad guy comes. The mm-hmm. this the the manager of the apartment complex, and they <laughs> battle to save Tana. And and the bad guy has a gun and he shoots his ass. Yeah. And and he turns into a door, right? Dead, um, dead, dead door. We dead assume. Door. M- months later. It seems we yeah. here we are we've we've arisen mm-hmm. and we're in door form. I've got my knob again. It's back. <laughs> I mean, I'm a door. Okay, Driss is a door, and um and we see Tana. She's coming. She's like, she's got him on the ground this time because she still has that new door. You know, yeah. and she she's also had to fight to get him back from the police because he was evidence. <laughs> That's why, because I was also like, why the hell did she wait this long? But now I remember it's because the police had him. <laughs> That's right. Our yeah. listeners are just getting the whole story, whether or I not they you. wanted it. I told you, spoilers. So she's gotten back, finally, after months of paperwork and battling mm-hmm. the police officers, she got her door back. She puts the putty little bit of wood putty she you know she gets them all fixed up yeah we got the condom again we got a new one it's not the same one <laughs> and you know <clears throat> tana does the deed again mm. and lo and behold <laughs> driss arises <laughs> he becomes a real boy okay. um again he a real is- boy with a real knob yes yes and um and you know um like more random like things like all tie up the end where it's like uh, oh a guy in like weird robes came to my door while you were a door and he handed me this wallet and inside it's like uh it's like it's like a fake ID with Driss and his name and like that he's like 32 years old. He's got a license. He can work, you know, it's got and some work. money. He can apply for that job. Yeah, but I don't think he needs to work because didn't he also give him like a gold credit card with like probably endless money? I was like, oh, well, now it's giving fifth generation chai bowl. <laughs> yeah, like now we're good. Like now I'm like, okay, Tana, you, you hit the jackpot because this guy, <laughs> he's got, you know, He's got his thing going on, you know, <laughs> he's great looking and he's magical and has all the money in the world. So we yeah. tie this book up in a perfect little knot. 
We do. Tana is so happy. Um, I do also want to make note, okay, that the, it's narrated for the most part by by the male yeah. voice, right? <laughs> but anytime Tana has a line, it's a it's a female voice yeah. that speaks her lines. And her voice is very like um very valley girl or like ditzy or or something and it killed me every time I because it just came out of nowhere yeah you know where he's like oh my knob is blah 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 and then it's like oh my god Driss you're so great (laughs) I love your interpretation of it is funnier than the original (laughs) that's how it played in my head where she was like oh my god Driss um so yeah also, there is no way the audiobook narrators, there's no way those are their real names. It was like Richard Pendragon and and something. Oh, they were the most random names. Yeah. Uh, just see. Let me check it. Have a look. And I was like, those are not their real names. But then I was like, when I was listening to some of the scenes, I was like, yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Might not want to be there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're right. Okay. Richard Pendragon and Raven Wildwood. Raven oh. Wildwood. They are not real names. Ri- Unhinged, an erotic door romance by Vera Valentine. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So do yourself a holiday season favor, my friends. And I, you know what? If nothing else, I just recommend it as a piece of like literature that is, I've never laughed so hard reading a book because it's just so I mean each like somebody's gonna love it for a whole bunch of other reasons (laughs) yeah and and I salute you I salute you (laughs) but I just found it so comical it's really short really easy Mm -hmm. to get through and yeah I it comes with this pub persuasion coast recommendation (laughs) (laughs) honestly though like the story does keep you like, yeah. curious and and I didn't have a hard time list like besides the sound effects <laughs> I you know I, I didn't like and I was laughing obviously but like the story keeps you in <laughs> it does keep you in but don't you think the laughs are a bonus like I think anything that can make me laugh is like winning as being like it's so rare to actually laugh out loud reading a book so I think in that regard, I'm like, yeah, there's so many things I think she killed. Like, I think she really made, like, a just, and I think she's in on the joke. That's the thing I felt. Yeah. As she write, and that's what made it probably fun to read. It didn't feel like, uh, it didn't feel unhinged. <laughs> it felt right. like she was, like, in on the joke of, like, how far-fetched this is, but also not that far-fetched given the human race. <laughs> hell yeah hey tana was kinky and you know what to each their own um makes me really think about like washing my hands more often you know what i mean like when i'm at a store who knows where those handles have been the store handles are gonna be fine well hey you never freaking know melanie that's true after hours Tana the cleaning lady. (laughs) 
tell you, I um, in light of this book, I looked up some door jokes for you. <laughs> okay. So, given we have five minutes left of this recording, I'm gonna read these jokes and we'll come back to read our slutty Christmas poems and to celebrate your news. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <clears throat> so, yes, apparently there is a whole genre of door jokes I have collected for you, some of the finest. So, door jokes. Did you hear about the door that always gets locked? No, I did not. It's a real knob tease. (laughs) (laughs) They're mostly dad jokes, by the way. But now, like, like, now that we've read the door erotica, they're, like, kinky. That's what I mean, I picked the the sus-sounding ones. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) Doors, like, people come in all shapes and sizes. There's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all entrance. (laughs) why was the door embarrassed because it couldn't find the keyhole in the dark (laughs) and this there's some that are just one-liners there's nothing like a good door handle to help me get a grip oh (laughs) did tana write that herself tana wrote that one she sent it to me personally Tana, if you're listening, I know you are just like sweating right now. <laughs> There's an, uh, whenever someone tells me to hold the door, I can't help but think of Hodor. <laughs> oh, I was just pissing myself at that one. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Olive. Olive who? Olive the way you open doors. <laughs> so stupid that's so dumb (laughs) this one was a good idea but i edited it what kind of what kind of carpenter is a favorite with doors oh what a carpenter who really knows how to handle a knob (laughs) i'm gonna read them faster because i'm running out of time don't let the door hit you on the way out unless you're into that kind of thing <laughs> the door was so heavy, I couldn't handle it. It was an obstacle. <laughs> an obstacle? Oh, Lord. The door was so rusty, it creaked. Oil me. <laughs> the door's lock decided to unlock itself. Talk about self discovery. <laughs> <laughs> The bathroom door was feeling flush with success. Get it? Hey, your mama is like a doorknob. Everybody gets a turn. That one's bad. Um, and I made these ones especially for you. <laughs> Did you hear about the new door everyone's talking about? No. Her name's Ricky. She bangs. <laughs> What do you call a pile of different doors all laying on top of each other? What? A dorgy. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I need to recover from that. Yeah. I... 
<laughs> Who knew we could record for 40 minutes? <laughs> About, although this is what Ryan and Clarabelle do. They, I love their show. Yeah. yeah. They just dissect <laughs> books and like laugh at them. So it's our Christmas. We'll party how we want to. <laughs> shit. No shit. I think I'm going to have a heart attack. Yeah, take we'll, we'll take a break to reset because I really want to celebrate your news as well. And okay. we, of course, have our skanky Christmas poems. You're not even ready. Oh, shit. No, I'm not. I am done after this. So, yeah, okay. We'll come- <laughs> we don't have to do a full 40-minute episode for closing. Oh, you already know we will. Right. Hello. <laughs> I am still recovering. I think I laughed so hard. I gave myself a headache. I have chest pain from laughing so hard, but on the other side to normal anxiety pain. So it's just joy. (laughs) Joy. Joyful. Just joyful doors. And I feel like we almost have to reintroduce the podcast. I I feel like I want to introduce, or maybe you want to share the news differently, but I just, I can cut it out, but I just... I felt like it. we needed to draw attention to the fact that today I am chatting with Publishers Weekly, Fall 2023, Flying Starts, Angela Montoya, who hey. had a... <laughs> yes, I'm going to read the little thing as well, who had the Publishers Weekly spotlight as one of the authors of the four most promising season debuts. I don't know. I don't know what in the fuck is happening, Melanie. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I know. I don't know. Like, maybe someone's paying them to do this. I don't know. But it's um. thank you for whoever is in charge of this. I, uh, yeah. What, what a crazy, wild thing to, to have happen. I almost want to read your article. I don't know. Like, we have another whole 40 minutes. Would that be like, or should we send listeners to go read it? What would you prefer? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how long it is. I think I posted <laughs> it on my Instagram. But, um, yeah. Um, no, it was a great, like, well, it was really, really cool because the person um, who wrote the article, Ayana, I can't remember her last name, but hmm. we were, she's from Publishers Weekly, and she called. And we had like an hour long conversation. Just she asked like the most amazing questions about me, about the book, about so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I condensed it down to that uh, article. And um, I was really nervous because like on the pod, we can edit whatever we want out. Not that we ever really do because we're just like, whatever. Mm. Um, but it's not live. And this one was, I didn't really know her. I didn't know if I was going to say something on accident or, Mm. you know, you never know how things are going to go. But, but when I read the article, I was like, oh, like, yeah, perfect. Thank you. Like, you know, and she was so nice and warm and excited about the book and my career. And it was just a weird, amazing experience. Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> like it was a really beautiful article. Like it really like I I felt like there was this like professionalism that they brought to the article and I was like, "Oh, that's my friend." <laughs> like, can I name drop your name now that you've been I'm like, this is a name drop now at this point. But yeah. it was so beautiful. I know what I'll do. I will put the link to the article in the notes for this show. So for those yeah. listeners who like don't see it in the aren't on Instagram or whatever, they can look in the notes from this app and click on it and read it because it's it's a really cool article, and it like gives a little glimpse into your life, you know. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I did that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was wild, but it was really fun to see Paige Powers, who we've had on the show. He was also one of the four. And um, as soon as I saw it pop up and I saw his name, I was like, oh, of course, of course, Paige Powers and um, and the other two, because um, I've seen their books all over the place, too. Yeah. And so it was like humbling to see me um, with them. And so that's not what, how I felt when I saw it. When I saw Paige, I was like, whoa, yes, of course. And then I saw you and I was like, and that's as it should be. I feel like it was just coming and it's the recognition that it deserves. And that's, isn't that what I told you last step? Just wait, books, good books find their way. Sometimes it takes a second for people to read it and be like, hey, I read this cool book. And then this person reads it. Like books are slower. It's not like a film where it comes out and everyone goes to cinema and sees it. It's like, it's got to get that word of mouth sometimes as well. And it was a pretty cool thing to see. So cool. So cool. But you're absolutely right. I've been feeling and noticing mm-hmm. um, like a lot more people have like either been messaging me or tagging me or I'll just randomly see it, my book on somebody's yeah. something. Um, I scroll away real fast unless they're tagging me and then it's like, okay, they they want me to see it. But um, so yeah, I've been seeing it around. And, and this article definitely makes me feel like, oh, okay. Like, um, not that now you could, people can take me more seriously, but it did feel like, um, like I was being seen Mm. for, uh, for being a writer, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Cause you know, like we have the podcast and, and I'm always on social media. And so a lot of times, like if I'm recognized, like on social media outlets, I'm like, Oh, it's because of me and like what I'm putting out there. But it felt like this one was beyond me, if that makes sense. And like 100%. a whole, whole different level where they're not like, probably they're beyond social media. They're in a different realm bookish wise yeah um, they have no uh ulterior reason yeah they're strangers if they didn't like it it would have been nothing they would have it would have just you wouldn't have heard about it but yeah they have no reason to like to do that other than that they fucking love it and it's epic and it is yeah. such an achievement and like we need a whole episode just to celebrate that yeah shit like <laughs> yeah i i i'm just like I don't know. I was so humbled. And then also like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Like oh, girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So pretty cool. And then um, like centers, I was on like a, a Kirkus list of like YA books and, That's you know, like 
I remember last year around this time, you know, my cover hadn't come out and you know, how like at the end of the year or the ending beginning of the year, there's all these lists of like, you know, debuts we can't wait to see or books we're excited about. And my book wasn't really on anything because Mm -hmm. the cover hadn't come out yet. And, you know, there wasn't really much buzz. And, and I remember you being like, bitch, you'll get there. It's coming. And so like full circle moment, um, not that being on lists really matter because at the end of the day, it's about your readers and and what people are seeing. But Um, you can celebrate it too, because it's pretty fucking major. And it is like that kind of, like you said, it's that external validation. And it's not that you need that to keep going. You're doing it anyway, but it's pretty fucking cool. And you're allowed to celebrate it and just be like, damn, I'm bad. I'm bad. She bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's like baddie status achieved. It does feel like a new author level unlocked. And like, it's going to boost sales majorly. I would say being in something like that. Like, so fuck. Yes. Let's sell the books. Fuck. I hope so. Because next you know, coming in a few weeks, I'm going to yeah. try and pitch a whole new story. So maybe I can use this as a little like, see, you can bet on me. Mm. Um, We'll see. <laughs> Fingers yes. crossed. And but, do you yeah. know when you're going to be able to show the world your cover for A Cruel Thirst? Oh, gosh. I think, um, I think like maybe, I think it won't be till like February or mm. March. We've got time, but torture us like that. Torture us. I know, but the cover is done. We're done, and it is. Oh my gosh, um, uh, like shit. It is so good. I freaking love the cover. Um, I like, don't even know which one you picked in the end. Do I? I don't know. I don't think I've shown you the very final no. version. Like, I'll be surprised. To- I'll be surprised with oh. everyone else. Like, but like the early ones that I saw. I mean, no, you can send it to me if you want, but like <laughs> whatever it was out of what I saw, like yeah. shit. I know. Like I love, I love the Sinner's Isle cover so much and it fits the book so well. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, we're not going to be able to top that, but not to bag on my Sinner's Isle because obviously I love no. my cover. But the A Cruel Thirst is such a cool, unique cover. It's hot. It's good. I love it. Mm, so. And I feel like the real super fantasy, like, book box folk, the bookstagrammers are going to froth for this yeah. one. Lots of frothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of frothing, I believe oh. you have a slutty Christmas poem to read me. <laughs> So I don't know why Melanie came up with this idea. Because um, we were talking about 40 minutes of door erotica. And when you were reading it, I made a joke in our Discord that I would write, that we would have a Christmas ep. And I made a joke that I'd write you a little slutty Christmas poem to celebrate the end of the year. Yes. And you loved yes. it. So we went, as per usual, I make a stupid comment. You actually love it. So we do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's on par for us. <laughs> Melanie and I are we're a world apart, but our brains are in the same frequency, which is the is so fun. Hashtag apples. 
hashtag apples hashtag no honestly no well so melanie and i've been talking about like it's so interesting how sometimes like you notice ideas that are very similar to your own kind of circulating Mm. oh no like did i take that from something but no sometimes it's just the way the universe is working or you're picking up on something or you've maybe all seen the same media at some point or movie or who knows but I saw Melanie had posted about um, a little snippet of of a work, which we will get to after our slutty um, poems. But um, but it mentioned apples, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this short story <laughs> I'm working on has apples in it, and I was like, "What the fuck are the like odds yeah. of us?" We're just writing- sitting there writing about apples out of the blue, <laughs> but you're so, so right. Like- I- I think it's good to have these conversations as well because, yeah, like that's what we were saying in our DMs. Ultimately, like if we're all consuming similar stuff and we're all like reading each other's work, like we're going to be inspired by by each other, you know? And I think like ultimately, like I know it's something when going into writing, I was so protective of ideas and like, oh, like you feel like you come up with the most unique thing. And so if you see someone else doing something similar, you, the human instinct is like uh, cagey, you know, but realistically that's something I've like self-therapized myself out of over the years because realistically we like, you know, even like if something goes viral, some movie or something and everyone watches it, everyone might decide to watch, to write something like Hunger Games-ish again because Hunger Games is just going, you know. And it's that thing of just like knowing yourself and knowing that your version of how you write it is going to be so unique. And like, and like, that's the thing. Like if we can inspire someone with our ideas, like that's fucking living. Like that's not a bad thing, you know, like that's, I think it's amazing. And it's why I, even though sometimes I get like nervous to share snippets of my work online, I'm like, you know what, if it's going to inspire someone more power to them, you know, that's art right? Isn't that what art is for? It's to make you think and to inspire others and yeah, have at it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay, Well, we beautiful things. (laughs) Yes. We have a, um, what's that word? I don't remember, but like we both are going, we both are planning to write poems, slutty Christmas poems, right? We both have that in mind. Let's see how different they are. Let's mm-hmm. see where our brains have gone. We have yes. one subject, slutty Christmas poem. Let's see where our minds have taken us. Okay. That would be funny if they're similar because we've not collabed yeah. at all. I would laugh very hard. I don't think yours, if yours is like mine, I will freaking faint. It would, <laughs> I would laugh very hard. Oh, you go first. You go first. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> ho, ho, ho. That's what Santa calls me. <laughs> He's got- <laughs> Don't laugh, Melanie. This is serious. Ho, ho, ho. That's what Santa calls me. Mm. He's got to show me the dough because this fruitcake ain't free. If he wants his jingle bells jingled, I'm ready to go. You can call him Chris Kringle. I call him Daddy Snow. <gasps> okay. You are going to be shocked. You are going to be shocked. And it's kind of funny that you, like, kind of drew the lines of, like, 
what if we wrote something similar? Uh-oh. Somehow we have ended up with a similar theme with no pre-discussion. Mine is longer. Okay. It is titled The Wank Before Christmas. <laughs> of course it is. Of course. <clears throat> Hang on, I have to block your face out, otherwise I'll just laugh. <laughs> Dear listener, The Wank Before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas and Candy felt hot. She wanted some sugar right just on that spot. She waited all night by the chimney all tiddly, hoping the big guy was down to get fiddly. <laughs> she yearned for a festive and white-bearded plow. Her eggnog was giving stray vodka by now. A teddy of red lace adorned her round breasts and gingerbread knickers she'd dressed in her best. Oh, <laughs> The clock, it struck too, for the morning had come. But Candy had not, and her loins they did thrum. She was tired of waiting. The hour was late. So she took in her hands her own horny fate. And when when jolly Saint Nick reached her place on his run, the cookies were gone and sweet candy was done. (laughs) Did we or did we not write, basically, we both wrote a slutty Santa-themed poem? We sure did, but you went... Miss Thing, you went <laughs> full on Santa erotica over here. <laughs> well, it fit the theme, didn't it? It's a very skanky Christmas here on the podcast. Oh. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Man, you need to print that. Can you post that? I Can will. I will post it as our Christmas special treat. And I want yours posted too. I just love that we both, you're right. Like, that's bizarre. There's <sighs> a million things you could write about, reindeer. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I didn't think of reindeer. Presents. <laughs> you went right for Santa. <laughs> I live for it. Those were that's my favorite thing of the season. Oh man. It was fun this to ep- write it. I don't know, like it's just nice to write something like this is so wrong, but it weirdly reminds me of writing songs for the performing arts company that I do the scripts for. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's weird. I know. Because they usually rhyme them and like this kind of silliness is the same. But yeah, the addition of spice, I was like, maybe we need like a slutty Christmas anthology of inappropriate poems, you know? Don't you just think the people deserve that? (laughs) I think so. And I think you are quite possibly the queen of this because (laughs) that was really good. I mean, time to it took me a long time to get those like power six lines I wrote but you came with it the heat you were very creative um yeah there's I see a future in this for you Melanie I mean I would love that journey for me any agents listening I'm open for writing all kinds of slutty Christmas poems uh at your service I think it comes from um fun fact I think it comes from when I was little in church and we'd sing hymns and I'd be bored so I would change the lyrics to like inappropriate lyrics. And then because the whole church is singing and it's so loud, nobody can hear you singing your version. Oh my, that's amazing. Um, that, that is hilarious. I seem to remember a version where I sung, It is well, it is well with my whole. <laughs> so wrong, so wrong. 
She should have been smart. <laughs> so you were just in, you were just like in the pews and you're just belting out. It yeah. is well in my hole. Yeah, I was. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, are you what speak? Uh, no, completely unrelated. There's no segue to get me there. Are you watching the Japanese? <laughs> are you watching the Japanese drama? I am. I yeah. am. What was it called again? Um, I can't. I can't reach you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't reach you. Oh, you awesome. make my accent sound fancy. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, it is adorable. And it's so angsty. It's so yeah. angsty. Um, just to summarize, it's like about these two boys who were like best friends growing up. They're still best friends. Yeah. And one is like catching feelings. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think I'm like three episodes in. Mm. But it's so angsty. It's like yeah. Heartstopper, but like a Japanese drama. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's adorable. It's perfect adorable. comp. It's I would definitely comp it to Heartstopper because it's like I kept waiting for like the bullying to start. You yeah, know, like yeah. especially with the the vibe of like Japanese ones that I've watched in the past, they really give you the bullying aspect. So it's kind of like cringing waiting for that to start up. But no, it's really just like They've made like a really beautiful, safe world that was such a pleasure to watch. I really, I was smiling. I don't know if you're smiling when you're watching it because it's so cheesy. Like it is the cheesiest, cutest thing. I just smiled. Like I, my cheeks hurt from smiling how freaking cute it is. So uh, that's like my top watch at the moment. It's just a darling. Did you finish it already or are you still yeah, watching? Yeah, I binged it in one day. Because yeah, the episodes are really short. Yeah. Right? feels like it at least but um it is it's no, like it's 20 so... minute episodes eight okay. 20 minute episodes so it's almost just like two movies or something yeah no but what you mentioned i same feeling like the whole time the like the blonde kid in it i was like oh no yeah. here he comes he's gonna rip them apart and um and so so far in my three episodes it hasn't happened so i was like oh thank god it's just like a nice cozy like angsty sweet story mm -hmm. 100% I was watching that blonde kid and just yeah, flinching like, oh. like it's coming, it's coming, but you can relax and just enjoy like, the heart hug. Yeah. I'm in Florida. I was like, so oh. heartwarming. And that's, I think that's what reminded me. I mean, obviously like the two boys love story, whatever, but like the say that the heart stopper vibes is coming from that. Like they've made like a safe world for the most part, you know? I love that. Mm. I love it. I love it so much. New Give comfort watch. Yeah, it's really sweet. Um, what else have you been? Is that what you just have you been just binging on that? That and there's this <laughs> Korean uh dating show called Inferno, Singles Inferno. Oh, yeah. So I'm binging that as well. But there's only four episodes, alas. So I'm out of episodes. But yeah, they're basically just like. Well, they're supposed to be on an island, but they keep going to the hotel, which is kind of annoying me. Just complaining about that. But yeah, just that. Christmas movies. That's pretty much it. Very nice. Well, I've been, I've actually been reading a ton, which has been so, so happy for you. Yeah. Yes. I think I've been able to, you know, and it's one of my goals, which I want to ask you about goals for I knew it was coming. I was about to ask, oh, yeah. did you think about your goals? Yes. Like I, 
my, I really and truly want to be able to pull away a little bit from social media mm-hmm. um, or just be mindful of my time on there. Yeah. And just like when I'm on there, be mean, meaningful about it and then get off and actually, you know, consume, mm. I want to consume this year. Like I want to read so many books and just watch shows and, um, and do those things. Like, mm. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm pretty sure it was with Jason June where we, I finally have come to terms with, and maybe page powers. I, I'm come to terms. My hobbies mm. are just being in the world of story, either mm. watching consuming i love consuming stories um so that's what i really want to do next year is just like mm. not be on social media as much and just consume and mm. and like breathe it in i want to read so many more books and um and so i've already been starting and i was just like ah oh, yes like this is like it was that joyful feeling that i had before i stopped r- reading as much you know when i started writing more Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I just finished, I've been finishing a lot and they've all been so good. So, um, and I did just finish reading your chapters, um, which we had mentioned apples a little bit ago. Um, and the apples are in this and I have to say, I'm not going to like say what it is this book is about or anything, but, um, it's, I have to say like, it feels like some of your best stuff. Like it feels, it really and truly feels like perfectly your voice. Like you nailed the voice in this story and it feels like very comfortable and natural and the world building, all of it. So Melanie has entered the chat. Melanie Schubert has come, is coming with the heat. Um, Like, how are you feeling with this project? I feel very shy now after that, but very, (laughs) like, very, very happy. Because I guess, I think that's probably why we send each other early work. Sometimes you need your friend to tell you it's good, you know? Because it is like when you're alone with the working on it, you know that feeling of you reading, like, wow, it's great. And then you're like, no, it's not. It's shit. 100%. And that's why sometimes we just really need that's thank you for reading it so quickly and for all that feedback because yeah like this is actually a project I started this maybe when we were doing pitch wars and we were waiting to hear back or I had started it just before I got in and so I put it aside to work again on uh pitch wars on the pitch wars book in 2020 and because it's dystopian. It's like quite different to the other stuff I've written. Although I have a bunch of dystopian ideas that I just haven't got to. And I guess, yeah, you know what it's like. You get caught up on different projects and some of these wind up sitting in files. But over the years, I've never forgotten the main character's voice. She'll pop up into my head and I'll be like, oh, that's her. That's for that book. So it's never left my mind. I've just been focused on other stuff. And like, as you know, I was struggling with the other book all year. I've kind of like come yeah. the, the other way I was working on the dead boyfriend one. I would come to it and, and struggle. And I would like the initial fire that I felt for, I kept trying to capture that again. And it just wasn't really happening. 
And I can't help but wonder if it was more of an idea than a book. Mm. I think I had an exciting idea, but I didn't fully flesh out a world. And it was actually like when I read your recent pages and I was like, I love this world. I love sitting in this world that I was, it kind of woke my brain up and I was like, I don't love sitting in the world I'm writing right now. And that's a problem. And I'm not on deadline. Why would I punish myself and force myself to sit in a world that like, I like what I can still change. I can still change it. So I kind of like took those days or weeks like to really think about like, what am I doing here? What do I want to write? What worlds do I want to sit in? What am I wanting to devour and consume? And I kept, I kept Googling dystopia recently, YA dystopia on Netflix. This is even before I put two and two together. And the other day I put in, after reading your sample and I was like just in this mindset of what do I want to write, like take the time to work it out. And I was putting in dystopia in the bar for like the 20th time, why a dystopia and like what's new. And I was like, man, it'd be cool to write one. I was like, bitch, you have one sitting there waiting from four years ago. And I was like, yeah, but I'll probably like open the file and it will probably be cringe because it's from four years ago. But then I had this like little flutter of like, no, it won't. Because one of the reasons I put it down in the first place was at the time I knew I didn't have the skill to execute it. Hmm. I reached a point and I was like, it's lagging now. And the start didn't feel like this and I don't know what to do. Whereas four years later, guess which bitch has read Save the Cat and read Story Genius and done the stuff that I know now to keep the plot tight, tight like a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) So all of that is to say I'm fucking loving sitting in this world and sitting with these characters again and, and like, it has not taken me much at all to wake up my brain again on that project and I find as I'm writing it, like, everything's firing and I'm, like, coming up with better stuff than I did originally and I'm just, like, I'm so excited to to do it and so yeah she's gonna push through with this one and it's kind of exciting because yeah it really comes back to that thing of like nothing's really wasted yeah yeah that's so fun like how far are you along do you feel like in this well the chapters I sent you those three are the only three I've revised but I have like 30,000 words from before so I know up to a point I can keep it and then I'm going to have to start changing a bit more to fit some new stuff in. But I think I'll be able to use a lot of that 30,000, but even just the knowledge of having it there, I work really well with like having an existing chunk and then telling myself the story that comes next from that and snapping it into like better stuff. Yeah. So I don't know as much of the space I would like. You know, I'm not putting pressure on myself, but the funny thing is the less pressure I put on myself, the more I seem to do. It's like, I love so much what you said. And we've been chatting about it a lot in DMs about, yeah, like I love how you phrased it, just being conscious about your time spent on social media. Cause I think that's it. Like I really like looking back have been sucked into this kind of toxic vortex of like, I don't know, being like a full-time marketing person right. on on my personal Instagram, you know, like it's different with the pod because that's very specific 
And I always feel like it's like productive and like good and we love doing it and like, but yeah, with my personal one, I think, I think I have been chasing like the likes and the growth and, but that's not my own idea. I think that's something we've been pummeled into us that we need. And it just kind of dawned on me recently, like, I don't want to be a full-time content creator. So why am I treating this space like I do? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Totally. Like, it feels like once you release yourself from like chasing the numbers Mm. and and make it more about community and friendships and like networking and just like that meaningful, Mm. um, like thing for me, it's felt like such a different, um, beast like it feels to be online because I'm with my people and my friends and people I really care about and um so yeah numbers like I wanted that for a while I wanted like to have a following and blah 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 but no I'd rather have people commenting on my stuff that I genuinely like or that I know like me and they're not just like following me because I have a following, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, no, I totally know. And that's what I realized at the end. I was like, and, and like more power to the people who do hustle in that. Like, I'm not dissing that. It's more that I realized it wasn't for me to have both yeah. as my job description. I Like the other day I looked at my phone and it was like, you've been online for four hours. And I was like, fuck, like, have I, yeah. like, I don't remember that time. What did I do? you know? And it's just like, that's four hours. I could have fucking finished drafting my book by then, you know, like it's, it really is a vortex of that. And just like the hours it takes to make a reel, if you're approaching it of like, I have to do this every day as part of my job, that's not fun. I'm not saying I'm not going to be there making stupid reels and sharing my work, but like you said, reframing it in that way, like more consciously has changed everything for me. I think everybody has, like you said, everybody has their own reason for being on social media and and some things work for others and some things don't. I think sometimes when maybe you're a little sensitive or get overwhelmed, the the idea of having to try and get numbers becomes overwhelming and consuming. Mm -hmm. and, And then you lose the joy and instead you feel like, sad yeah I want to feel that way so I want to change I wanted to shift my focus and it's really helped um okay we've got five minutes left we're coming into 2024 like what are your like hopes and goals and things you're manifesting for 2024 Mm. I didn't know about specific goals but I think something I keep like drawing my attention to two things. One is like living in the present more. I'm up in my head a lot of the time and like, I'm quite good at thinking myself out of stuff, but at least 50% of the time, the answer is in the present and I need to snap back into now and do something instead of just sitting in my head ruminating. I find that is like a big one for me. And the other one is, Instead of like, you know, like I woke up the other morning and I saw something online that triggered like a negative spiral. And then suddenly my brain was counting all the things I was failing at. 
And the brain is good at making a list for you once you start, yeah? It's like you haven't done this, you haven't done that. And what about that? And you're not doing enough of this. And then now that, like, she's in therapy, like, I'm catching that. And I'm being like, wow, brain, you're a bit of a cunt. (laughs) And I'm like, what about the things we have done? Because there's a lot. There's a lot I'm proud of. And I do want to draw my attention back to it because, yeah, like I know it's such a overused quote, but comparison really is the thief of joy and living in the present really is peace, you know? Mm. And I think if you just, yeah, like just the little moments of life are where happiness is. And I want to like suck in the happiness, you know, and weather the sad, you know? I know. What about you? I mean, very much the same. Like, I think like a visual idea of what I really want is to just like stand in the sun with the sun on my face and just like enjoying the moment and letting things go. And, and it's really the same lines as you is just like finding those quiet moments. And like I said, I just want to consume again Mm. um, and like feed my soul in the ways that matter to me, which is friendships and the podcast and writing more books and reading more books and watching the movies. Like I just, um, I just want to like give myself permission to not feel pressured to do stuff. I don't know. Um, Mm. yeah, I just want to, I just want to consume because I feel like, and and I feel like the more I do, the more I will be inspired. Yes. And, uh, be my soul I think this year I love that so much and I fucking love that image that's literally a day for me it's like I picture something similar like laying in the grass you know just like the other day we went and drove down to the river and I stuck my feet in the river and I was like my soul craves this like I need this and that's the thing like ultimately we're human not machines you just can't even machines break down if you run them all the time But for some reason, we keep running ourselves, you know, we keep telling ourselves that like, we have to be productive, or it's not enough. But like, yeah, like, it, it's enough just existing is a freaking miracle. Like, I mean, I know I sound wanky, but it is like, the gravity of like giving being given an existence in this wild and like unexpected world. I just want to appreciate it. And whatever time we've got, you know, just bring joy lay in the sun and make wanky jokes about erotic doors. (laughs) Do you see that? That was the finale of a lifetime. Finale. Like that was our 2023 (laughs) finale. Melanie, you did it. You brought us home in less than a minute. Beautiful, perfect, magnificent glorious queen yes somehow i made us tear up from the feels and shocking laughter (laughs) yeah (laughs) but no i love you and it's been such an honor doing another year of this with you and yeah like i really am grateful for this it's kept me sane this year absolutely 100 percent. it's been the best how fun is this how (laughs) fun is this we just like (laughs) It and it blows my mind that people join us for the ride, but yeah, I am. Yeah. That's the thing. Like when you just focus on like how much we have, and it's a lot. 
it's a mm. lot already and I'm I'm trying to just focus on those things and be grateful you know